How are you? I'm good. How are you, my love? All right, fine. Um, I was hungover, but I think the goal was, you know, like the post group depression, like where you're just not sad, but you're just like. <sighs> it's almost like you feel a little bit drained. Um, yeah. And I can feel like it's on the borderline of sad, like, because you just come from this, like, Hi, it's a hi. Hi, you know, you've been having this long week, it's the weekend, you see your faves, your friends, or a, a, a partner, or any loved one. You go out, you're grooving, you're naked, you're drinking, you're doing all these things. Yeah. And then you face with the harsh reality that is life, and it's back to work. Uh, if you are now hungover, it feels even worse because I feel unwell on top of everything else. So I definitely get what you mean. Back to kind regards. <laughs> As per our last discussion. Oh, <laughs> but what about you? How was your weekend? Um, my weekend was so good. It was so so good. Um, and I was like actually tweeting like on my burner or whatever that like for someone who definitely having a burner so openly, I wouldn't say it because I wouldn't want anyone to think they're never gonna find me. Then I go, and if they do, it's private, so can't nobody see nothing yeah. in way. <laughs> I would never say if I had a burner or not. Or maybe let me not call it a burner because it's not a burner. It's a private Twitter. I think there's a difference. A burner is when it's literally like nobody yeah, who owns this person. Like yeah. the avatar is something random, the the handle, the name, the everything. Um, apart from your friends, they would know. But if a random person came across this account, they wouldn't know that this is this person's burner account. Whereas a private, you it's will know that this is obvious. a private account. They're just not letting you in. But on that Twitter, I was saying how it's quite interesting how for someone that didn't really feel like being around people that much, you had fun. I had such a nice weekend. No, why are you always why are you always wrong? You're always eating yourself up. I should be so so loud and so wrong. Just messy, like girl, just let it go. Let it go. I know. But it was a good one. Caught up with a friend on the Friday. Um she was coming over. I didn't know you were with someone on Friday. Yes, after work, literally after work, Renee um, was like, she was coming over and then I was like, oh, let me just make us dinner because I hadn't seen it in a while. We caught up, that was really nice. On the Saturday, um, what did I do on Saturday? He came, we ended up going to Renee's to drop off some fabric because our friend's traditional wedding is in July. So okay. our friend's traditional wedding, it's here in London in July. But um we had gone to well we had gotten the fabric um well toby had picked it up so then he came with the fabric and then he picked up both me and renee's one so then we had to get renee her fabric and we ended up staying for dinner um with her and her man's cool sunday we went for brunch because it was goldie's birthday during the week um so that was my weekend and if i tell you at the beginning of last week i would not have thought that i would have been doing any of those things um, apart from just seeing Renee on the Friday and maybe just dropping off the material on the Saturday. But it was a really good weekend. Yeah. I feel refreshed. Thank goodness. I don't know what was in the air. The ancestors heard me. Work was not manic today. Like I was literally done by like four, um, which is such a change because last week and the week, you guys know for the past few weeks, it's been manic. Saying. Yeah. So at least that wasn't the case today. And it's working like this week has the potential. 
to be like that. So I'm good. Love this for you. Love to see it. How was your weekend? I saw you on a Sunday night on a train. I'm a piano blasting, booty shaking. I said, but gonna tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> like tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> Guys, I mean, we're gonna get into Rue and her issues. It's just, it's giving Rue at this point. I'm giving like the chokehold I'm in right now to Bev, um, you know, it's it's telling me I'm just gonna have to go cold turkey. Reduce, reduce is not working. Reduce is honestly not. I don't working. think you have the willpower to reduce. You no. have to stop drinking. Have to be zero. Like, cause um, yeah, we ended up in Reading again. Mm-hmm. Um, went to went out. If I could show you the pictures, you'd think they were taken with CCTV across the street. No, let me see. Like, it doesn't even look like I took them with an iPhone. Like, Why was it good? Were, were you, like, buzzed? Were you I don't know. Wrong? Oh, as in it's not clear? Yeah, I think. No. You... <laughs> I was about to say. you. I was clearly inebriated. I wish you guys saw the picture. <laughs> I was clearly inebriated and not in my right mind. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say you're at that point um, in the night where you think you're fine, but you're you're not fine anymore. If you have one more drink, it wraps. <laughs> it's wraps. It's actually wraps. Um, yeah. So that was Saturday. Uh, Sunday we we chilled. We went to Cot 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 Brasserie. I don't know how you say it. Um, which I'd always ignored. I just thought I was not target demographic. Which one? Um, Cote, Cote, Cote Brasserie. Cote, Cote, Cote. Oh, I see. Cote the with, the, with the... Yeah, it's not Cote because the E would have the... I think it's yeah. a, like Cote. Cote, Cote, like Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cote d'Ivoire. Cote, like Coast. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, That place. And then I was pleasantly surprised. I like the food. Like, um, I... <sighs> It did have like one critique, but it was like a small, didn't have mash. I wanted steak and I love a steak with like a mash. Didn't mm-hmm. have mash. So I'm like, yeah, I have to like, whatever my review, if I have a review, I'm gonna have to like yeah. minus one because like a steak and a mash. I don't like steak and fries. I don't know if people like steak and chips and steak and steak. No, it doesn't give the same. Yeah. You want like a mash or at the very least some sort of, I don't know, roast and even a roast. It's like, I'm not having a Sunday roast. So why? Oh, I've been craving a Sunday roast. I think I'm gonna. Ha- well, it's not gonna be a Sunday roast. I think I'm gonna have one tomorrow, um, for my housemate's birthday. We're gonna go for Aww. dinner. So I think we're gonna go to a. Ro- we're gonna have a roast. So it's a Tuesday roast. But either way, we're having a roast. Uh, you know, fun fact: I've been in this country. It's coming up to seven years. I've never had a roast. Like gone to like a a carvery. Even amongst my friends, I've never had like Sunday roast. Had- just a roast dinner in general. Just haven't. It's my thingy. I have so many screenshots in my thingy of roast dinners because like people do it here and I'm like, it's clearly a thing. And it looks, some of them look really good. Like some of them look seasoned, some of them look juicy, succulent, some would say. <laughs> and I just want to get, I want to have one. I want to either make one or thingy, but like, ugh, it looks like so much work because like the meat has to be a certain kind of meat, a Yorkshire yeah. pudding. You have to have a Yorkshire pudding. The gravy has to grave. Oh, Lord. There's this one, I think 
she may have even done a TikTok on it. This one roast dinner that Goldie made, because Goldie and her best friend Joni, like, they both, like, I guess you could call them chefs. So, yeah. you do, like, private dining experiences or whatever, stuff like that. Okay, um, country plug. Country plug. Yeah. I see. No, period. Okay, Ariana. Yeah. Ariana. But um, this one time on her TikTok, she showed this roast dinner that she did. I'm gonna, I think I follow her on, on TikTok. I'll have a look. It at looked that. so beautiful. And I was just thinking the fact that you did all this stuff from scratch, that's crazy. The only thing she probably wouldn't have done from scratch is probably the Yorkshire pudding. And even that, I'm not even sure she might have, but like, ah, uh, I definitely agree that some of them do. Because I think when I first came, yeah. all I used to see were the really dry, like bland looking ones, no color. It doesn't look seasoned. And I was like, it's giving pub food in like one random town no <laughs> um, i thought that as well but no i no, know and tracy's anymore. literally always telling me like oh my gosh a roast dinner is so good so i think i just have to have it made by the right person yeah mm. um yeah i think that's everything oh yeah but the ass shaking um we're on the way back and then we met some namibian girls and then like, you know, when you hear someone speaking, like, wait, why does that sound familiar? It sounded like a bit like Zulu, a bit like Kosa. Like, it sounded like I'd heard it before, but it didn't, wasn't, it wasn't it. Yeah. So, and I was like, what? And they looked Southern, you know, like, we have a look. You have a look, yeah. We, we have a look. And like, a, a lot of people, I think, maybe like on South, Af- South African Twitter, they'll maybe say, it's just like like light skin. I don't think Mm-mm. I don't think it's just like even like dark skin Southern African. There's a look about it's them that look. like would distinguish them from maybe dark skin Nigerians, dark skin like Kenyans. Like there's a look we have that you're just like I know you, I know you. Do, do you know? <clears throat> pardon me. How I knew that even from when I was younger, I just felt like even in uni, there's certain people you could see you come from Southern Africa. It, I may not be able to pinpoint is a Botswana, is Zimbabwe, is South Africa, Namibia, Swaziland, but I know. You're Mpo. Your name's Mpo, right? Mpo. And this one time when I first moved here, mind you, you know how, where I am. Then, I wasn't even like outside because I think it was still probably locked down. Yeah. But we were outside in June, but it was definitely getting warmer. And this has happened to me twice. Earlier on, like at that point, then later on in the summer, I was walking along the road going to like my nearest like corner shop, I guess you could call call it. And this one man, mind you, I'm relatively new to the area. I don't talk to anyone. I don't walk around. I don't whatever. This, yeah. I'm not on the phone for someone to say they heard me speak. Yeah. I'm walking down the road. Some person sticks their head out the window and they shout, Sabona. This person, whatever this in their head, they were like, no, no, this one here. She's one of us. One of us. And I remember being so rattled, like, what, what is happening? It's, it was, it's giving a little creepy, but I just but think I'm, not, I'm just, not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuss about it, but that was, that was a little weird. But I think, like you said, it just comes down to the fact that we have a look, like if you, if you, something usually just shows you. And I think it's like you said, it's not just the light skin thing, because amongst all the shades they're just certain features and just like the facial structures the like, mm, mm, i see it and i also feel like it gets really exciting when you see people from you know southern african stuff because obviously we are i think in terms of the africans in this country we are the minority so it gets yeah. very exciting like oh my god oh my gosh hi right 
Um, We have a lot to get into. There's a lot to dissect. There's a lot to get into. So we're not going to waste any more time. Guys, welcome to the Reality Check Pod. I'm Nesu. And I'm Leo. And welcome to a new episode of the Reality Check Podcast. Um, I'm just, let's just dive right into it. Euphoria. Euphoria, euphoria. Hmm? How, many, how many times should I call your name? <laughs> Ruby Bennett. Ruby. How many? Ruby Bennett. Ruby Bennett. How many times have I called your name? I was so stressed this whole episode. Like, not since, I don't even know why. I can't even remember the last show that had me, it's like, on the edge of my seat the whole time i've watched it twice like you know when i watched it the first time i'm like no ways did that happen i said again like i could have watched new jersey because new jersey came out i think last tuesday last, last like uh, quite early last week and i watched it then and you didn't even go back to revisit that you said euphoria i have to watch you no because i still had time because i think i finished around five i finished honestly i finished around five six all okay. my shows and then i'm like um mm, should i and i'm like I can I have enough time to rewatch something and then we think and I was like mm, New Jersey and I'm like nah <laughs> and, and the same it, like even though I knew everything that happened I was still my heart was like it was so anxiety inducing I don't know how about what did you think of the episode and we'll get into it frame by frame but overall thoughts on the episode I thought that was a sensational episode um and it's quite interesting because I feel like people that like were euphoria watchers like when the first season dropped Mm. in the beginning some people were saying that they're not enjoying this season as much as the first one and I think it's the opposite for me anyway um it might just be me and my maybe I'm too panicky or jumpy or like I think when things are too dark it becomes too much but there were times in season one I actually wanted to fast forward because it was too much or I felt like I had to shut down and stop concentrating because it was too much. But this one, I'm like, let me run that shit back. Wait, what? Also, <laughs> I once said, I think I've said on the pod that um, watching a show week by week is different from binging it. I think we're talking about Real Housewives of Potomac, how we felt about the season, something like that. No, it was insecure, um, insecure. Remember when he said you'll go back and try and, yeah. <laughs> So um, I think that was definitely the case here. But also there is a change. There is a change, 100%. But I also think part of your opinion is, you know, clouded by the fact that you were, you were back to back to back. Um, like obviously, I don't know if you were like watching other things like for, with a sub, lighter subject matter. But at the end of the day, you were still watching in a pretty short space of time as opposed to the people who were watching it and the dumbasses who thought Rue was going to die. <laughs> They still think it, but you know what? I'm not here to drag you. <laughs> Literally, Rue was there spilling tea, and they still go and say, No, Rue is dead. The whole Rue is dead. This is coming from like she's narrating from the other side. No, she's dead. And oh, like, no, no, she was quite literally talking to these people. It was a no yesterday, and it's still gonna be a no today. <laughs> Thank you. Um. But yeah, no, I, I, I think that's very valid that obviously because now watching it week by week, but I still do think even though we're watching it week by week, 
this week it definitely took a heavier turn like this week i was watching i was like okay this is a little bit heavy but, but it was it was heavy focus, so it was heavy but it wasn't like it was i can't stop watching heavy it wasn't i have to stop yeah watching. exactly exactly only towards the end which we'll get into was mm-hmm. it got a bit deeper and then but it was it wasn't even that long the sequence with yeah. Lucy. <laughs> it wasn't even that long but um generally great episode you know she's still too high to i don't know if she's now still high but she's not in the emotional space to narrate the episode yeah. but she did say there was a moment where she almost got ran over and then she said god please don't let me die and it was in her head it wasn't she wasn't saying it out loud she said don't let me die or did she say is this how i'm gonna go it might be easier is that not what she said no when she was running and then in the street like with the, with the cop chase yeah she's it was a short sentence like even oh. i don't think god don't let me die it was like at most like five six words like okay. was was not long it was not, maybe she said something else maybe i maybe she said something else i'm clocking but that's what i remember um but let's let's start you know where you meant to start at the beginning <laughs> frame that, by frame that scene yeah that scene has won in euphoria and emmy but I'm confused between is it going to be an Emmy for the directing, Emmy for acting? Like everything was just eaten in that scene, ate it up. Like Mamas was eating. Zendaya, Gina. the director was, I don't know about Gianna, the director was. Well, I really like, maybe it's because when I've watched her and other things, and I always used to wonder this because she is really young. She's like maybe 18 or 19 or something, or maybe 20 max. But um, when she used to be in other roles and she was still like being introduced onto the scene, I always used to wonder like, Though I guess maybe it was at the time for her age, she was being quite typecast. But I was like, I wonder how she's going to be in a more like mature right, grown up yeah. role. And then even when I watched in season one, I wasn't sold. Like if somebody was to be like, oh, I'm a supporting actress. And even this episode, she didn't say much compared to other episodes we've seen. But I felt like she ate like that scene in, in the beginning, the introductory one. It felt like real life like i'm watching what's actually happening in someone's home and this you know is what i think it was like i was spun the camera i don't know if you noticed as it did the camera the way the camera panned and the way it would shake yes it, it made it look like this is someone's point of view like that's why it was uncomfortable to watch and i think that's why i want to say directing also that was done cinematography that was done like it made you feel like guys I don't think I should be watching this. Like, this is Rue's, this is when Rue's mama house, like, like, and, you know, if Rue would hit someone, the camera would, it would, it, like, you could see it was being held with a hand. It would dig, dig as well, like, and it would follow them and it would, it was just really, really, really well edited, well directed. Um, it didn't really feel that cringe. I think the acting, I know that a lot, there's been lots of talk about Zendaya's acting and how, uninspired she seen sometimes but when she when she puts on that Ruben hat yo okay. my good sis she eats down I even saw a tweet where someone said my good sister you're never gonna call her a bad actress again and facts I personally keep, out, keep keep her name out Jamal That's no way said. you can't do that you, everyone was in you know was unanimous a, it was a unanimous opinion that everyone had after this week's episode that she wants another Emmy, or if it's not that that the awesome. that gets an Emmy, the writing, the directing, even the lighting, like 
it was so excellent. The difference between the lighting in Gia's room and the hallway, you walk down like this, you know, in the living room where you see Jules, you see Ellie, everything about the whole thing. Speaking of Jules, the plot twist that she was in the house, I said, nah, what? we flushed them down the toilet. I said, oh. and, her, and, her, and her mom even was like, yeah, you're embarrassed. She heard <laughs> They heard you. Mm, they heard. They heard all the things you've been saying to me. I didn't even say anything. They heard you try to hit me. They heard everything. Keep the door down. Break it. They heard how you were screaming and shouting at Gia. Yeah, everything. They know. They 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 now know the real you. Whatever. You your nyash. You exposed your pants. You have shown who you really are and what drugs have made you become. But you last week, who it was just weed. It was just weed. Now look, what is it? The, the the mask that's the thing about wearing a mask in public is at some point your mask is going to fall off and if you haven't prepared people for what's under your mask or you know you've been you've been pretending to be someone else it's going to scare them and that's exactly what like i mean although jules yes does have experience with her mom's own struggles with drug addiction it's still an ugly still an ugly route to look at but even Elliot, that's why Elliot said, I miss the old Drew. I wish I'd never said anything. Elliot, Elliot does not know her like that. No, he, he's annoying. He's We're going to get into that. But I mean, I mean, like he said, the element of not knowing how far it was going to go or how bad she is when she's in that state. Like mm-hmm. he said, it can definitely shock someone. Who, it will take somebody aback. Like, okay, I knew it was bad, but I know it was that bad. Just bad. Like, like, I know you like your, I know you like your, your you know, I like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Damn near wanted to beat your mom up over drugs. No, you broke the door to your sister's bedroom. As in, it's, it's broke. It's not a dent. It's not the handle. Brock. She broke the door down. All because of... I mean, I get her, you know, saying, oh, the suitcase. But she wasn't... It wasn't about that. the money. Where is she going to get the money? It was about the drugs. Like, let's be honest, Ru. You do not care. But, but I don't know if I can... Her first thought is confident. Not... No, the first thought wasn't the lady, but mm-hmm. I think it definitely still crossed her mind when she started saying, "This is bad. This is bad. This is bad." Because when that, he left that lady's house, she told her, "I." She apologized, and when she was apologizing, she's like, "I'm so sorry, guys, but this is bad." Where is it? Like, where did you put it? Jules, flushing out the toilet, and this is why I want Elliot to go to hell. I want Elliot to go to hell. And I saw a tweet that was saying, it's like, you know, over and above everything else, like find Jules snitched and this, that and the third. But Elliot cannot sit and tell me that in his mind, he thought that this would be a good idea. Elliot is even the only one person who knew Rue's plan, who knew when Rue was going to go speak to the lady and pitch this. So he knew how he's not he's not a fool and he's a user himself so you know that if somebody has put this business plan in place the drug lord is is waiting for their money you you can't tell me oh i just want to help do you have the money to be that lady and even remember last week people were like or was it the week before people were questioning the drug lady giving her the money and it's like drug dealers are very smart like they're very calculated people they know return on investment and all these things. Mm-hmm. She knew if she wasn't going to get her money back, the like, or not the legit way, but the way that was agreed, there were going to be other ways to get, get it back. To get it back. To get it back. And she Again. told you, I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get what's mine. One thing, one thing about me. <laughs> one thing about me. I'm going to get what's mine. Get what's mine. Run me my check. 
so, like you said, so, frame by frame. Go ahead. Frame by frame. So, um, yeah, the flip, it was just like, I was like, wow, y'all really want an Emmy this time. Like, I knew y'all wanted an Emmy, but y'all really want it again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, my thing, my takeaway from this episode, like, I don't think Rue's, like, Rue brought it up herself about her mom being a bad mom. And I don't think, I think her mom is a bad mom. I don't want to live in a world of binaries where it's like, oh, good mom, bad mom. But I do think to some extent there is, there's a smidgen, there's something there that Rue's mom, example and example, um, after Rue said she, when Rue was wearing the suit after she had the first meeting with the drug league and her mom saw her with a suitcase and a suit, her mom didn't wonder why, she, I mean, she did. She asked what was happening at school. Oh, I was auditioning for Oklahoma. Oklahoma, did you see how, what's her name was dressed? How Cassie was dressed? And you guys in the same play, what play is that? That one of you is going to be in a suit. <laughs> Others going to be dressed like Dolly Parton. And really? also, I feel like, let's also not forget that this hasn't even been a long period of time from when she's come back. Her mm. energy when she first came back was she didn't even want to go back to school. Did it not cross your mind that, fine, somebody can be surprised by an experience, but she didn't want to go back at all at all. She's been wearing baggy shorts, baggy hoodies. Then today, out of nowhere, she comes, oh, I auditioned for the school play. She doesn't even like public speaking. So, like, at what point did you not think, hmm, something is going on here, something's not adding up? Even if she didn't confront um, Rue herself, she could have maybe asked questions at school. Like, she could have done a bit more digging just to be sure. I think maybe it's just because of how I am. I'm very risk averse. She could have, but she could have done a bit more, you know, research to try to figure out what's going on. Like, what is my daughter up to? You know, asked Ali, asked someone just to confirm that, you know, things are okay. So she does seem to drop the ball and I'm not going to hold her to it. I'm not going to hold you, mamas, but mm-mm, she kind of read you. Zendaya kind of read you in that scene. I also feel like it's not the first time this has been explored. I think even when it was in this episode, listen, Rue's episode in season one, <clears throat> pardon me, well, after season one, the bonus episodes, oh. and obviously everything is being shown from her perspective, even when she touches on obviously the closeness between her and her dad, it's kind of been for, from her view, the elephant in the room, that her mom isn't as... Loving. Loving. And I think for her, she feels like maybe it was done to the patience that her dad had, even when they were unpacking all of the mental health issues she had from a really young age. Her mom would seemingly be the more frustrated parent rather than the more concerned parent. You know, she's the one who's more frustrated, the one who's more like, ah, ah, you know, and... Like, why are you like this? Yeah, and it's stressing her out even more rather than thinking, is this child okay? And it seemed like from that episode that's probably why I can imagine that everything with her dad would have impacted her as much as she did apart from the fact that she was now the main caretaker while his dad well her dad sorry was unwell so I think this isn't necessarily a new thing to be touched on and I like you said it's obviously difficult like you don't want to live in a world of violence like okay either good or bad and there's Mm. a great area in between somebody might have good traits and bad traits or you know but I do think, like you said, it's the, the little things like that, like not being as on the ball with, let me really investigate. Like, even if she didn't have to go down to the school, 
just um uh she knows where Lexi and Cassie live because that was her childhood best friend. Hey, have you heard about this place? We really auditioning Oklahoma. Like, you know, is you know what's happening. Um, and like you said, little things like that don't necessarily help her case in terms of how she then looks. Um, coupled up with obviously the old scenes you would have seen from Ruth's past. But she she definitely got rid for filth. And I love to see it. Bruh. Because that lady is not, she's not like I'm sorry, but she's not on job in my opinion. She's yeah, she's she 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 doesn't kind of especially, you know, it would be different if you like you just had a troubled child. You know, this is not like a light case. Obviously, you don't want to like be the parental version of uh, you know someone who's micromanaging, but yeah, also just can't let somebody just, especially when you're starting to see a lot of things that just don't make sense. guys a suitcase. You don't even have a school bag, but you're coming from a suitcase because okay. But in her defense, none of them kids have school bags. Maddie was walking around the other day with a handbag. Like it wasn't Jaquima's, but one of those Jaquima size handbags. Yeah, the little mini like, bag. Mama's pencil. But that very on that very same note, if the same girl, if Maddie now came with a suitcase one day because she was, you don't even put the effort to take a school bag, but you're gonna take a suitcase to audition for a play, babe. Because the parents are just that aloof. They just they don't seem to know their children at all. Like anyway, like Cal said, Cal said, "I'm you. You scare me because I don't even know you." I mean, you know, that could be said about a lot of the, these kids. I mean, like, we, have, um, we haven't gone into mad depth with Maddie and her parental relationship, but the parents, if you ask the parents what's going on in your child's life versus what actually is going on in their life, there'll be two different stories. They'll be shocked. They'll be gagged. <laughs> gagged. I also just find it so interesting how, I don't know if it's an American thing or again, maybe this is supposed to be because it's TV, but I imagine, I mean, he's spoken about this, that the fact that it's on our screens means it's someone like someone can relate. Yeah. But like just the way the inter we spoke about it with the Jacobs, the fact that it's like, oh, I miss high school while you can hear your child having sex upstairs. Um, and it's like, but this like they're in high school. Like if all things being equal, they're not even 18 yet, but it's just like, Ah, I miss high school. Um, same as in this episode, when it's like in front of the parents, the parents are swearing with and to the kids. I don't give a fuck about this. I don't give a fuck who fucked who. I'm just, there was a time I was like, this is blowing my mind. Like this is a parent-child relationship on both ends. Cause even Rue's mom, the same thing, even in that opening scene with Rue, the way she was swearing, and I don't know if that's obviously that comes, but their relationship has now shifted so much, obviously, maybe because of the way. Yeah, it means you can't can talk act, to this person really. Yeah, but I was just like, this is blowing my mind. It means the relationship is so frayed, you can't just have a conversation, a parent, a conversation that looks outwardly as a parent child relationship. Mm-hmm. It's now, now, nah, fuck you, dog. What are you saying to me? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna cut you. I'm like, cut you mean, like a human, not. Oh, this is my mother, this is my child. But you see, with Ruth's case, at least she can bring addiction into the conversation. With Cassie and Lexi's mom, or also maybe it's because no, she's also struggled with alcohol um, use. So is that where it comes from? Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, even in the other episode, the one where um Cassie ends up throwing up in the hot tub. She was the one that's giving them alcohol. Just like, oh, don't tell your parents. I was going to be able to come here. Like, all that stuff is like, oof. But isn't that kind of like 
leaning into the perils of trying to be cool mom and um also because their dad is no longer in their life that maybe there's some overcompensation that's being done or she's changed the way she wants to relate to her kid as a result of this because there are parents who um I think I I I googled I didn't google I saw it on Twitter um who have inappropriate like emotionally inappropriate relationships with their children where it's not a parent-child relationship it's like you you want to be equals you want to be friends yeah. which obviously there's nothing wrong with being friends with your thingy but it, it it's blurring the lines between the lines, the boundaries that you can never go back from so I think maybe that's what is happening by like I mean there are some cool parents who let their kids drink from a young age in front of them but I think it's just showing you the perils obviously these are quite extreme cases but the perils of doing that mm. that you're going to end up not even you're going to think that's your friend you don't even know who's who's dicking her down right now yeah i feel like Um, we're talking about the elephant in the room so we might as well just talk about the moment when rue said hey Cass." no 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 let's not let's not let's not skip i want to i want to speak about something right speak on it speak on it or have a conversation and ask you um what's your take on obviously what rue was saying to jules because i obviously know how i feel about it but i kept seeing on twitter when people are like um they were it was split like some people were like not gonna lie you know jules didn't need to hear some of that stuff and then there's a side of twitter that's like um people just don't have empathy for rue i mean for jules she made a couple of bad you know um decisions it doesn't mean like she deserves to like not have a chance of redemption da, 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 da. so i wanted to understand wh- where you stood and what you thought i mean i think i have i do have empathy for her because at the end of the day she like rude doesn't know how bad things got for jules that with her mom and everything and that it was a low point for rue but it was also a very low point for um for jules as well so um um it's capped at like 30 percent. like I, I feel sorry for you girl but i don't feel that sorry for you like at the end of the day what a lot of what rue was saying was true that to some extent she is like she just takes and takes like she's taking all this love from her and she doesn't even care she doesn't know she doesn't think she doesn't think it through basically she just wants to be loved wants to you know just absorb all the love that there is that someone can give like a sponge and then not even you know not even care a damn about it which i think is it was a read but i agree i think it was it was a read but kind of necessary i don't know if people noticed this i only noticed after i saw a tweet and when i went back it was true she was even wearing elliot's clothes in the intervention Unless, like, you've even shown up. Obviously, nobody else would have realized, like, Rue didn't realize. But, like, that's why it's difficult to look at it as just, like, oh, it's just a couple of bad decisions. Like, you've even shown up. We spoke about this last week. She was up in a frenzy when she thought Elliot and Rue were interested in each other. And Mm. then she found out that that wasn't the case. Or that he did find Rue attractive or sexy. But he also found her the same. And then she was now willing to explore that. And then she finds out about Rue's addiction. And it's one of those things where I felt like 
if it was genuinely like, oh, I really, really care, wouldn't your first thought have been to go and handle that then and speak to her then rather than, wait, I'm going to stay here with Elliot, sleep with you first, and then I'm going to go and do this in the morning. You've not even shown up in his clothes. Um, I already explained Elliot, I think, is a piece of shit because he actually knew. Like, even if you then go tell her parents or her mom and her sister, whatever, yeah. then tell her that, by the way, this is kind of the situation she had set up. So there's somebody expecting money. Like her mom doesn't know because if her mom knew that maybe she would have been like, let me at the very least return the same case with what's left. And then the rest of the money, we can find a way to make it work. We're not going to find that lady money. We're yeah. not. And I think for him to have even been the one who told Rue that everything was a good idea. And now you've neglected to tell her mom this information. Like, what do you think is supposed to happen with that? Like that, that's just not going to go away. But just going back to Jules, I think for me, she did need to hear some of those things because it's sad that obviously she would have gone through similar things and she probably has triggers, you know, because of what she went through with her mom. Yeah. But she also simply cannot be this person who cares more about being loved. And remember when I was bringing this up, I think it was last week when I was explaining that Rue strikes me as that person, not Rue, sorry, Jules strikes me as that person who loves to be loved and loves the feeling of being wanted whether that stems from you know her childhood or whatever it may be that feeling is still definitely there um so i think she needed to hear that that you just you just love to be loved you love to be loved you love the fact that rue is always there um, she'll never she'll never forsake her yeah she won't forsake you um and then same as with Elliot, the moment you weren't even remo- like you weren't interested in any shape or form until he started speaking to you a certain kind of way and just started saying certain things until he told you that he would be interested in fucking you too. All of a sudden you shone your eye. It's like just that feeling of being wanted. Same as with Nate, how she ended up feeling like she was in love with him. Babes, it's a pattern. Shine um, your eye shine your eye and unfortunately it's gonna hurt coming from Rue and the way Rue said it obviously wouldn't have been the best but I'm personally of the belief that as much as it sucked she needed to hear that yeah it did suck I mean why would no one like to hear that but then at the end of the day your ass is in the wrong and that's just period her um Rue running while she's injured was really flooring you guys like she went on and on and on. Somebody told me she's giving Usain Bolt and his counterparts a run for their money. Like, Rue did not stop running. Someone said um, they hate that she's on drugs because she really could have been a track star. She's Because she was running, she's a track star. She gonna run away when it gets hard. Because the way she was moving, like, she actually never tired. She wasn't even hitting herself to, like, to stop the, what's it called? Pin, not pins and needles. Cramp cramp stop the cramp um and it was just the shots the way they took the shots the way it looked another I was like chef's kiss you know it was really well done I liked how it looked like the anxiety they were able to keep your anxiety up the whole time and I guess that was the objective with this episode that we're gonna give you anxiety we're gonna make you scared for your life yo like you said the whole episode there wasn't a time you were either at the edge of your seat or your jaw was dropped or both. Like the, the whole time, the whole time, just do, 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 do. 
what's gonna happen now? Are they actually gonna catch her? Because I'm not gonna lie, that that scene with the cops is a bit. I don't know if they just have unhealthy cops, but I'm like, there's no way this injured or you know someone who's in this game drug addict drug addict outran two cops in cars. Guys, they had cars, and even there was even a time they were like, well, they're not four. They, were, they, were, they called they for backup, and then there was many of them still. I know you. But we, have, we have always said that drug addicts they unlock a part of your body or your brain that we can't we, we none of us can use because they really can do anything. They are superheroes. Yeah, and I even actually wrote in my notes that it's crazy how like she she basically has no limit. She was jumping from buildings, a fence. She broke a glass table. She got up. She carried on running. She jumped near like a cacti bush got up carried on running she ran through people's yards through people's parties people's barbecues people's guys weddings graduations funerals she was running through that like the quinceanera even (laughs) running through it like the tomb raider (laughs) no honestly lara croft thing i know her but um that was that was really crazy to me um and i think something that this is a personal note i didn't see anyone tweeting about this I think it's quite interesting that, not interesting, heartwarming, that she and Lexi grew apart, obviously, because of the drug use and everything else, and maybe the mental health issues and stuff. But I find it really cute that they were childhood best friends, and a part of that I don't think is ever forgotten. Like, she almost always comes, somehow finds herself back at her childhood best friend's house. It obviously is a separate conversation that, you know, boundaries are, are also not there because you don't want that kind of person that's just always in and out in and out depending on when they really need you but obviously at that age that probably hasn't really been explored or a lesson that hasn't been learned but I find it a little bit heartwarming that when all is said and done she always feels like she'll be safe or she'll be okay at Lexi's house if she needs something she can count on Lexi um again separate conversation if it's kind of like she's taking advantage of of that but I also do think it's somewhat cute. Um, but yeah, she now gets to Lexi's house. Talk to me. When I saw that she had like now linked up Libo with um, Lexi and them, I said chaos is about to ensue. I, you could see the chaos dripping from the walls that it was coming. It was about to go down. Um, someone pointed out that throughout this episode, you see her touch on all the other characters in the show but it's from her perspective it's like oh fairs I'm going to fairs my parents um Lexi and them like and it was like the shot the way it was shot way it was like it was again like you're watching it but it wasn't watching it the same as in like you're in like it was clear this wasn't a familiar space for us it was like was a bit away it's like i was a guest it's like oh you feel like on. a fly that's watching or like like a guest and something happened at that person's house while you were there like the was like above the stairs yeah and so when actually you know what i'm gonna let you talk and then we'll get to the jaw jaw drop moment let me not let me not do too much yet um this um I agree with what you said. I also felt like, especially when the scene, when the camera angle was at the top of the stairs, was really like, I'm like peeping around the corner down the stairs and something happening, this intervention they're trying to have. Um, Pardon me. Again, this goes back to my point that Bruce somehow always finds herself at Lexi's house because even though this is hours after she's run off, 
her mom also still had the instinct to go there. Um, it may be that, that they just didn't show us her checking everywhere. She but, was called, uh, well, the implication is that she was called there. Called? Yeah. By who? By Thingy's mom? By either Lexi or... Either Lexi or Lexi's mom. Because remember, Lexi's mom said... Yeah, remember when Lexi's mom said she's not okay? That girl is not okay. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, so I don't... I don't think she just ended up there like by chance. I, I don't think her mama that's smart now. <laughs> now why you gotta do Leslie like that? She said I don't think her mama that's smart. That's fair. Um I wasn't expecting to see her there. Like when she walked out, I was really like, ah, oh, you, you you're about to do something or something's about to happen. Like when she went to the bathroom or whatever and picked up the earrings. I knew obviously her plan was to gather as much stuff to probably sell and get this woman her money or give the woman in exchange. And then she comes out, Gigi, her mom. When I saw that, I said, mm, I don't know how this is going to go. I also do want to say, um, that's why I was also speaking about Storm Reed's acting. The scene in the car, when the mom has said, you want, uh, let me take you to the ER. And then she eventually tells her that she's going to take her to rehab. That scene was so like, intense and I also felt like that was a scene where Gia was acting her ass off like I I didn't know where it was gonna go like as you're watching like is Gia about to explode and say something is she gonna be the one to say something that's gonna make Ruby like fuck what like is she about to run out the car like it was obvious it was I, I it was obvious she was gonna leave the car I knew she was gonna leave out the car but it was I wasn't sure how was it gonna be you know she'd throw herself out or she'd run out at a red light and what would I wasn't sure what would be said, but you could see because of the tension building in the car that there's only one way out of this. Sissy. And that's for her to leave the car. Remove yourself out of that. <laughs> but yeah, I think like you said, the whole time I was just shocked. So now when I see her mom, yeah, and even that moment when I was watching, I didn't know how she was going to get out of it. I knew it wasn't just going to be like, okay, your mom's here. She's taking you home now. I knew one way or another, she's getting out of the situation. It's just not going to be how it ends. But I didn't know that Cassie telling her to take it a day at a time, or step by step, was going to be what sent her over the edge. And Cassie just keep, kept quiet. It wouldn't have happened that way. Cassie, Cassie didn't mind her own business. You should have sat there and ate your food. But she didn't. She didn't. She decided to get involved in women business and Rue read her like a scripture and said, you're not about to talk down on me as if I have problems. You have problems too, mamas. We all have problems. And I think it's crazy because you know when someone's really frustrated and going through stuff and you, you, you're just not in people's mood. Rue wasn't in anyone's mood. She, knew, she, she didn't, disturbing anyone. She, didn't she didn't panic. She didn't whatever. She heard Cassie's speech. She's like, hey, Cassie, um, let me ask you yeah. something. Can I ask you something? Yeah. You've been fucking Nate Jacobs. Because ah! even the way she said, yeah. It was like, oh, can I ask you something? Yeah. Yeah. There was no warning. And this one, like, Rue Bennett just was not in anyone's mood. She was like, you're not. When, uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. You mm-hmm. need to sit over there and mind your own. Like, just be quiet like the other girls are doing. Because you're doing a lot right now. Play with your pussy. Don't play with me. Okay, don't, don't worry about me, sweetheart. Don't, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Guys, and I think it's a shame that Cassie is such a, an easily flustered and overwhelmed person because she told on herself so bad. You know, if somebody had kept more composure, it would have been so much easier to gaslight her 
um, in a way that she still tried to. But Cassie, uh, one moment you're panicking, you're shaking, your voice is trembling, you have tears in your eyes, your eyes are now red, baby girl. And your best friend is going to know when you're lying. So, you think she was better prepared for that moment that she'd just be like, um, why would Nate? I don't want Nate. Like when, like, why? I don't want Nate. But Nate. instead, she was caught like a rat on the highway. The highway? With no excuse. And I was like, and even when she grasped, grasped for that straw and said, she's a drug addict, why would you listen to her? I knew that line was coming, but the delivery wasn't, it wasn't where it needed to be. She should have said it with more conviction that, girl, don't listen to her. She's crazy. And that's what I'm saying. The, the, the words and the sentence she used could have easily been spun, but because you're already voice is trembling, your eyes are watering up, you're looking shifty, you're looking around, you can't look at Maddie's and how she's, face. And how she's been behaving. You've been behaving very suspicious. Very odd. Nah. And it's so funny, I saw a tweet also mentioning how this same, <clears throat> this same Cassie that was screaming, I'm madder than Lexi, you think she's mad? I'll show you I'm madder. <clears throat> Only for you to cry. Like I was on Maddie's, I mean, I've always been on Maddie's side regarding this issue, but <laughs> I was on Maddie's side and she's like, you're fucking my boyfriend and you're telling me and you want to cry? No. Uh, and I hate, I hate that. She it's was like, you fucking, self, what did she say? Self, self-absorbed? Self-something. You self-something, self bitch. You've been fucking my ex-boyfriend and you are the one that's crying. No, it's not time for tears. It's time for answers, mama. It's time for you to tell me what happened. And just, I, I'm, it's about to give fun. I mean, I didn't know we did discuss how we hoped Oklahoma would be the thing, the way everybody realizes. But you know what? I was very satisfied with how it came out because it, it also is a testament to how chaotic it is to have someone who do drugs, who does drugs in your life. That these are the bombs. They, they bomb your life, basically. They do these. They say these things. They act this way. So it wasn't just, it's not just a nuclear, you know, it's not just within your nuclear family that it's going to affect them. It's going to affect your friends. It's going to affect your classmates it's they are going to think like they're going to think about your sobriety like when they shouldn't be it's not their thing but because they care about you obviously that's what you think about and um that was that was very well written that had Rue not been on drugs Rue would have had a bit more tact about how she told Maddie that girl she fucking your man she um, might not have even ever said anything. She she honestly might not have even said anything because she was saying how um she saw and remember I told you Rousseau and we're obviously debating whether you know she would have been she was she high lucid, if she was lucid yeah so if she would have known that I definitely saw that or mm, I'm not sure um and when she, she saw that, yeah we we knew she saw knew she saw it was whether she'd be able to two together that this is real life I'm not hallucinating I'm not I'm not imagining that happened. Um, and she pointed her heart was a little bit after New Year's, which would mean that by the time they had that bathroom scene, she, she'd been new. And when she saw everything, she'd been knowing. But um, it shows that because she was in that moment, you know, she's feeling withdrawal. She's going through it. Everyone's ruined, like ruining her vibe. I'm not in anyone's mood. I feel like I'm losing my mind. In that moment, she said something. Like I said, I, I, if she was sober, if the circumstances were different, she probably never would have. If Cassie even kept quiet, she probably never would have said anything. She didn't want anything from you, girl. Like, she was at your house. Like, she wasn't going to reveal anything, but you decided you don't have to be sober. You can handle it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> and now look. Now look. And um Nate's gonna kill her. No, Nate's but did you see her. the thingy? Nate's gonna kill her. And she said, I have some idea. Do you think Nate's gonna kill her before Maddie gets to her? I don't think Maddie's gonna kill him, but I think Maddie, Maddie, I know, I know. she's gonna do something because punishment. she really wanna murder her. And Ned warned her, Maddie will spend the rest of her life trying to kill me. You, she will actually do it. Like, she don't care about you, but me, she cares about me. Um, And I think the last, like, 15 minutes of the show were really, I think were probably, like, the dark, the darkest and, like, pretty anxiety-inducing. Like, after that, that scene was fun. Like, that scene, yeah, it was dark, but it was, like... <laughs> I was like, yes, she knows. I'm like, Maddie knows, and there's no question about it. She's not gonna beat the allegations. She is caught. But then, like, when we now get to um the drug lady, you see, I, I like I will say I was I was I wasn't you know I was still very anxious. But when she said Ruby Bennett, I said, hey. Even I didn't know her name was Ruby. I thought her name was just Ruby. I was like, guarantee. No, but the day she went, didn't she say Ruby Bennett? Because she's trying to present herself as a professional. I don't remember. Because the way people re- reacted to it as well, I don't think, I, I'm not sure. Maybe, this, shown, maybe this woman scouted her out. I don't know. But mm. Ruby Bennett, and in her monotonous Kourtney Kardashian impression, like, that was scary to see. Because she could say, she could talk about, like, the way she sounds she could talk about killing someone and it would just be like like, i don't think i've ever been angry have i no i haven't but that's true i haven't that's weird um Mm -hmm. but i I said my heart that time was like guys like she's dead she's she's doomed is this it my sister like you have survived so much this night this is how you're gonna go out you're gonna walk into a trap (laughs) And I think it's sad, like, that's just, you know, the sign of desperation, because obviously she was hoping that she's going to give this jury and the, the $2,000. Rue's also rogue, guys. The, you are now a thief. Like, you're robbing people. Robbery. Robbery. And it's worse that these people actually, like, they sold your face. So even everything else aside, there's going to come a point they be like, wasn't that the girl that broke into our house? That possibility is still there. I mean, we don't know how big the town is, but I, like, there was a girl running around, a mixed race girl running around town, doing all that. And the I, way they've made it seem in the past, because I think it was the, the fun fair episode where Rue and Jules were sat by the steps, um, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, I hate this town, because it just seems like everyone near enough for the most part knows one another, or at least it's not big enough where you can't hide in that town that's the way they made it seem so that's quite worrisome and but i was saying to the point of desperation the fact that she still would have taken herself like of all places to go instead of maybe let me gather these things let me go somewhere and gather myself and think about how i'm gonna approach the situation she went there cramping her i guess kidney or liver or whatever is in her abdominal abdominal area causing her pain and with the $2,000 she stole in cash, all the jewelry, all the this, everything she took from the safe. And you know what told me she's doomed? Normally in movies, when people come, when people are in that situation, 
you have a rolly, you have a this, you have a diamond, you have a something, you have something gold. They might take it in exchange. Like, okay, fine, you don't have my money, I'm taking this. This lady said, this is not a pawn shop. You're going to have to pay that money back in cash. I said, yay. In cold, hard, great American dollars. I said, this lady's not letting me go easy. Even before she said the line about um, you're a woman, you always have something that people want. I mean, obviously that was a red flag, but even before I could tell that "Mm -mm, this woman, this woman would not have given it up just like that. That woman wants your coochie. She's going to hawk your coochie to the highest bidder. But when she said that, I immediately thought of her man walking around naked. When she said, you're a woman, you're always going to have something that people want. And then I was like, that man was walking around naked. You see here? Isn't that her man? Like, why would she oh, the man in your, ha- in your house. I mean, it was a bit weird because she's a high schooler. Like, why is there a naked man walking around your house? There's a high schooler in the house. And the lady isn't even, she didn't say anything about it. It wasn't like, oh, sorry. Oh, don't mind him. She just carried on talking like nothing happened. Like the stakes, though the show has become less, like less dramatic, not dramatic, less heavy. The stakes, they're still able to keep the stakes really, really high because I did not know how it was going to end for my girl. I said, sisters, they're going to pimp you out. They're going to sell your coochie. And you see when the lady took out the morphine injection, before saying anything, to, she knows that this I, I, that this addict is here. I have he's, her where I want. Take her. anything I can give her to help her. She asked, "Are you sure it's safe?" I'm like, "Ooh, babe, I don't wanna lie to you. This, this is not the lady. She's not gonna say no. It's not. Even not. the whole thing that she was saying, she's run out of um, whatever word they use, but basically pills, like anything oral. All she has left is now like IV. pills and things that you have to basically inject. I said, like, "This woman is lying. You saw this, babe, a whole suitcase full of pills." why are you lying stop lying from that moment i'm like yeah i think this is it for my babes if she may not die but she's probably going to be missing for a while because this one here and also i didn't notice this but i saw a tweet that said the lady injected rue in the left arm rue woke up woke up with bruises on her right arm as well when she woke up in the bed her right arm was bruised and one person was like euphoria really ever makes Silly mistake. What doesn't is not. Sure it wasn't a thing where it was. It was that that was the arm. It's just the cameras are on a different side. I'll find you the tweet and send you the person that she took screenshots, and they were like, "You is not the type of show to do so what funny." Think, so what like, what's something else? No, obviously, because the woman probably would have done something, but we won't know what. That is so scary. Oh it's scary. That's what like that. Like you said, those last 15 minutes were fucking dark. Like dark. Even the way the room is locked with the padlocks, she had to jump out the window. Do you know, like, do you know what the theory is about the room with the padlocks? That there's someone in there, that someone who was in Rue's situation, probably, that there's someone in there being trafficked. Like, because if you go back, you should watch the episode again. When she's in that house, you can hear faint scratching, like at the door, and that's apparently the per- oh, like that lady traffics people. That no, lady- that doesn't surprise me at all. That doesn't surprise me at Ruth, all. You will find yourself in Mexico, <laughs> and that's even that she'd even be doing you a favor if she sent you someone like that. Now that you've run away out of her house after she thought she had you where she wanted you, doomed. She can't see. She can't do anything anymore. I don't. They have. And to- she knows her government. Ash, Ashtray has to kill that lady. 
basically <laughs> she has to tell Ashton kill the that needs to die because if not I'm, I'm dead and the worst part is I might not even die they'll just take me somewhere else and won't even put me out of my dying would be doing me a favor a favor dying would be doing me a favor she kept saying throughout the episode I wish I was joking or I wish I didn't mean it when I said I want to die I mean it like um, no, I'm, I'm worried for her I'm not, and not just her, I'm also worried about Gia because I don't know, this time it seems different. Like, and that little scene where Rue was excited to be a big sister and like her flashback, um, something told me it's not a good sign that that's happening. And Gia, maybe, you know, how Gia was so quiet this episode, these things are going to have a toll on Gia. And like we saw her, you know, experiment with, I don't know if it was weed last season, but. I mean, I don't, I don't think they'll do a dual sisters, whatever, you know, drug, drug pack, but you know, there's gonna, there's gotta be an outlet some way. And I don't want to know what that's going to be like. Gonna be like, Cause like you said, even for me, I kept noticing um, in the beginning, the way she's just kind of like trying to curl up Well, she's curled up in the ball, looking away. She just keeps saying, stop, stop, stop the whole time in the car where there was a time where the angle, the cameras were angled basically to where you couldn't hear, well, the scene was placed where you couldn't hear anything. You could just see the, in the car. Yeah. And you literally see Gia just like, you know where if it were another movie or whatever, where it's like, you can, there's that suspenseful music, like this person. Yeah. It's a buildup, it's a buildup. Tensions are rising higher and higher. Um, and that's what I was telling you, like when I was watching that scene, I was like, what is Gia going to do? Because she, the camera kept focusing on Gia and how she's taking everything that's happening. And I totally agree. Something is going to happen with Gia. It may not be this season. Um, now that we've found out that they've officially been, you know, renewed for a third season. I just yes. know for, for sure, like you said, something's going to go down with Gia. And like, it might be that that their relationship is doomed forever because they obviously were also referencing that scene where she was excited to be um, a big sister. So, Yeah. But I'm excited to see what happens next. I don't know if I, I don't know if excited is the word. I'm I'm nervous. I'm even not like I'm nervous. I as to what <laughs> as to what is gonna go down because girl, baby, it's not looking it's not looking good for my sister. It's that not. lady that lady is gonna find her and off her like a lamb. <laughs> you didn't have to say it like that. Like a lamb to the slaughter. <laughs> do do you up very nicely word um but onto much lighter things onto much lighter things these days i don't even have time to segue because the drama is much i can't even stop and be like you know some uh, some word play here or there no <laughs> miami real housewives of miami lord have mercy so my first thought just to get it oh, hold on let me the timer i'm gonna do a lap um so my first thought let me just get that out the gate now i'm sick of julia and ajana's whatever that is it's it's not funny anymore like it was cute in the beginning but like since the engage engagement <laughs> i don't like it like and i'm not even married to the babe but i think it's inappropriate it's not funny it's embarrassing it's like like i mean you know unless you guys are in an open relationship which they were accusing lisa of um 
I don't see how that is appropriate. Like you wouldn't do it to me if you wouldn't do it. To, like Adriana, you wouldn't do that to Julia if Julia had a husband. I don't think, let me see. I don't think she'd do it if Julia had a husband. So for her to be doing it, is it because of her sexuality? Like it's giving a little bit of fit. I don't know if it's fetishization or what, but I just don't think it's appropriate. And I'm tired of seeing it. It's not fun. The, the fun is gone. Like now it's just, oh, y'all starting y'all shit again, again. I agree. Um, that thread that we both saw where the person is basically breaking down the entire thoughts of the season so far. And yeah. what they said in the thread was that it's, it's cringe. And that's, I think, the perfect word to describe it. Like you said, the fun is gone, the mm, messy, like, like that's gone out the window now. It's boring. Um, I can't categorically say maybe, or I'm going to say categorically because not like you're saying that either. I can't say that I think it's maybe because of her sexuality or the fact that Julia has um, a wife and not a husband. But I think as long as Julia was going back and forth that and allowing that, they still probably would have been in the space where they're having whatever they're having on the side as long as both of them seemingly wanted it. Um, but I don't find it cute. I don't find it funny. Um, even her, her desire to disregard what this person is saying and what that person is saying who probably might know better just because you want to be like, you know, I was the one looking after Julie and she could have died. Like, babe. And remember last week I was telling you, this is giving me hangover vibes. And she now was like, she literally, I told you her, or, or alcohol poisoning. I was like, alcohol poisoning or, or hangover. And even then when the medics came, they said it was obviously dehydration, which is more likely to be the case when you've been drinking a lot and stuff. Yeah. Um, but for her to now, when she went back with Lisa, and as much as it was a small little tip, it wasn't something that couldn't, you know, be fixed pretty quickly. You just taking to these extremes, like she could have died if it weren't from me. Da, 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 da. And at the end of the day, like you said, everything she's doing surrounding Julia in general is cringe, it's inappropriate, and it, it just cut it up. Like, give us something new. Like, that, that can't be your entire storyline. That you have an inappropriate relationship with someone, like, okay, what do you want a medal for it? Like, and the jokes about, oh, haha, <laughs> the engagement. Like, are you 10? <laughs> are you 10? I don't know it's I, like um I think we discussed it last week she's just not really making the case for why she should come back for season five and honestly even if you look at season four this current season and think about what she's brought she hasn't really brought anything like that thread you were talking about said Martina brought more in her few minutes on the on of camera time than you have all season like yeah you're fun you're cookie or what but at what point do you turn up? Yes, I don't believe every cast should have people who turn up on it, but you need that balance. You need some people who are a bit more, you need like a Lisa, like Lisa, that's Lisa's position. You're not going to replace Lisa. Lisa is Lisa is in that neutral thing, but Lisa is also proven that don't fuck with me. I'm not, the, I'm not, I'm not one of them bitches from the strip club. Like, I'm not like them. My money is fucking warm. <laughs> um but um i also think just julia's just so dramatic oh my gosh like yes it could have gotten bad but i just thought she was being so dramatic i mean obviously one thing i've ever agreed with marisol when she was like it's a hangover even alexa was like 
been there, done that, got the t-shirt and burnt it. It's a hangover. Like, it's not that I'm saying, you know, it wasn't severe. And obviously, like we said, she was dehydrated. Yeah. But guys, you really would have thought that the lady was going into like cardiac arrest or she had one kind of virus like this. Like everything was so like, Miss Mamas. What I will give Nicole though, I do think, I'm in two minds. I do think Nicole was being dramatic in her reaction to this, you know, this disease, but or whatever disease, disease is used very loosely. Um, but also I think Lexi wasn't understanding this is Nicole's job. If someone died while Nicole is around, it's like, but there was a doctor there. Like Bruh. so obviously she would take it seriously. Like if Anissa, I asked you to do something for me, like that pertains to your work, like it's your field. And I'm like, do something for me. And then I ask, why are you being so serious? It's like, no, yes, I'm your friend. But when I do my work, like you also have to understand I'm I'm serious. I, you know, I take it seriously because I understand the stakes here. I understand that, you know, this is, if I mess up, this is someone's life. If I just say, oh no, it's just a hangover. I have to be sure that when I say, you know, drink water, drink whatever, what, what, that that is the case. And we're not doing anything to jeopardize your life. Facts. And I even think as much as she mentioned like a different disease with the standard that I think she did what a lot of doctors do. When you go to the GP, they usually ask for your symptoms and for the most part it's like how long they've been happening for. Yeah. And ask like a process of like do a process of elimination. Because Nicole, even at the end, did say it sounds like she's dehydrated. I'm worried that she's gonna get dehydrated. It sounds like it's this. Which she wasn't wrong. When the medics came, they said, Yeah, she was dehydrated. But I think even in as much as I was saying, I get where Marisol and Alexia are coming from. At the end of the day, as much as it looks like something we've all experienced, we can see it's um, a hangover. Things happen to people in different severities. And at the very least, there's just no sense or logic in telling someone whose job and profession is that, that Ugh, stop being dramatic, you just da 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 da. It's not your place. And I, I guarantee you, those terror twins would not have done it if somebody else in the group was a doctor. It's because at this point in time, they are obviously at a point where they're having problems or they don't feel Nicole so much. So it's easy to sit there and be like, ugh, she's being dramatic. If you didn't have that issue with Nicole, if it was, say, Larsa, who's the doctor, and was doing the exact same thing, that 100% would not have been the reaction from um, Alexia and Marisol, that's for sure. Yeah, um, but my overall thoughts on the episode, I thought... It's another good episode. Like the funny thing about Miami, when they have a filler episode, it doesn't feel like maybe a filler that we'd get in like Atlanta or Potomac. Like it's still still got, you know, a little bit of shade, a little bit of fun, you know, a tiny argue, like maybe the argument won't be as big or it won't contribute to the overarching storyline of the season, but it would still be interesting. Like I'm not bored. I'm not on my phone the whole time. And there were just little subplots that were like bubbling and, you know, that were showing that they're coming like they were foreshadowing that mm, these two you think they have an issue now their issue is coming like even like Lisa and Adriana like that you could see it's been bubbling that Adriana gets under these women's skin like yes she's their friend but she's not she's like Kenya like she's not that girl like yeah she's your friend but she is not afraid to throw you under the bus like drive over you ran like pick you up, run you over again, bury you beneath the bus, (laughs) whatever she needs to do. Mm. No, I I agree. I think one thing I want is just separate commentary for Peacock. I want them to just be mindful of um, 
how they do certain things this upcoming season. Like I saw some tweets, obviously, which I agree with, like between Lhasa and production, I mean, for the most part, we know that production has a big hand in a lot of the trips and whatever have you. Um, but we can't have a five bedroom house for nine women again. And even Lhasa's launch, it was definitely giving like, this is a launch for the show, not a real life um whatever marie launched like there was all of eight people and then when she's talking it's like i invited all these influencers this this this, that and then there's 15 people in that including like if this was like you were fighting for your life and you wanted this brand (laughs) thing you'd invite you do that and invite influencers like what are you like we know that's not how influencer dynamics work you have to offer them something so what you're just gonna say come out to new york or wherever and do that and that's it no, there has to be incentive. And I don't believe that a lot of these women had that many followers. Maybe Julia, because I do think, I didn't know Martina before, but if Martina was like, it's giving Sharapova, it's giving, you know, um, Serena, well, not Serena, but, you know. Someone, no, I know Martina's a big deal. Like, even when Yeah, I Martina's a big deal. So I imagine Julia probably had a lot of followers, but I don't think you really thought people were checking for what, any of and them even then like for for any one of them if you are having a launch of something and you're like i'm you know inviting all these influences this is that if you're and the third even if your friends like your immediate circle like let's say guts or martina you know sadi they're all big influences when you're saying invite all these influences you would still go above and beyond the people in your immediate circle because they were going to be there anyway anyway so in my head, I don't feel like the influencers should have included Alexia, Marisol, Julia, or whoever, because the, even the, the pictures they were showing us, it was a lot of their stuff. Um, even down to the setup, there's just no way this would be like a real life launch and Gertie's having to pick flowers from the shrub or from the bush on the side to make it look prettier. It's lots of Pippin's jewelry line. She would have had the right organizers. She would have had this. There wouldn't be little things like that where Julia and now Sophia are setting up. <laughs> Fine, there was all the stuff that happened with Julia, but it just looked a little bit like, no, yeah. I think there probably was a launch, but that wasn't it. That, was, like, it that, sure. wasn't, the, that wasn't the official launch, launch, launch. Maybe they did go to New York for that launch, but... I don't think that was the official that event the where there was a budget. Like even if you're selling a bangle or whatever it was, bracelet for mm-hmm. 5K, <laughs> you're telling me there won't be at least a budget for flowers. <laughs> be, like, be serious, Lisa. Last yeah, time. and that's just what I want like production to be mindful of like next season. Like these little things like... But again, it doesn't last long enough for it to look bad. Mm-hmm. Like that thread said, it's really accurate that the way they do all of these things and everything, they've, been, they've done the show really, really well. I, so it's a small, small note, but it's, it's not like, some small detail in the grand Yeah, screen. but it's nothing that at the end of the day would be like, ah, they're dropping the ball here, they're dropping the ball here. It's not that. I think it's um, it, even going back to, let's say it was an actual launch or whatever. It would have been such a shame that this is your launch day, people here, and you have Adriana and Lisa going back and forth with each other because Adriana decides to cause the scene. And that's one thing that also is like, it annoys me. I think one of the women said, even in their confessions, that Adriana just does not read the room. It's like, this is- Doesn't know when to stop. This is not the time. You're doing it again. Like you said, she doesn't know where to stop, where to draw the line. This is someone's launch event, you know? Um, There are all these people that just aren't, your immediate circle of friends 
this is not the time. Like, this is not the time. There could have been someone taking a video. Like I said, let's say this was the real thing. There could have been someone taking a video, sells it to the tabloids, or even just puts it on the story, given that we're saying these are big, big influences. How is that going to reflect, reflect on your friend? And this one, like, she just rubs me the wrong way. Like, I could definitely do with her having her mojito taken and her just being a friend. Because for now, she just simply has not worked enough for it. It's just that, unfortunately, she's not worse than Julia. So chances are, if anyone was to have their mojito taken away, it would make sense if it was Julia before her. But she's not that far behind. Who, Lassa? No, um, Adriana. No, I don't agree. Really... No way. It doesn't make sense. To I don't me. like, like the girl. Said, I don't like I, it, girl. But even like you're saying, for example, for cast dynamics, for the most part, the most thing Adriana's shown us is her cringe relationship with Julia. Every now and again, she can poke the bear here or there, but she's not the messiest. She's not the one stirring the pot the most when it needs to. Like, for example, I've been saying for time, I really don't like Marisol as a person, but she's messy. And she's messy at the right time. And she's messy with the right things. Um, for the most part, anyway. Think of that scene when people even laughed and joked and said, oh, Adriana, now you don't want to say something. She was like, oh, no. You know, you can't only have been for Gertie. And then the rest of the season, it's just Julia, Julia, Julia. You're quiet, yeah. What else do you bring? If we take away Julia, if they said Julia isn't coming back next season, what's Adriana what, going to what do you bring to the Because like you said, you can see amongst the other cast, she does seem to get, you know, under some people's skin. Some people are already pointing out the fact that she doesn't read the room. So even when you think about squad dynamics or who gravitates more towards who, where is she going to lie if Julia was to be removed from this cast? those are relevant questions um but i think her argument with lisa it didn't it didn't like make the case for her to stay but i think they know that adriana is always capable of just poking someone like she does next episode with Lasa. she's capable of just saying something totally from left field and pissing someone off and then it kicks off after that um, I enjoyed the Adriana versus Lisa dynamic as well because it reminded me of like vintage housewives. So like early 2010s where, you know, it wasn't too dark. I feel like these days um, a lot of housewife storylines are pretty dark. Like um, the Portia, Candy, Phaedra one, um, Monique and Candice. Like I think the feuds these days on housewives have just gotten a bit... Um, I don't know what the word for is a bit negative and even it's spilling over into like how we interact on housewives twitter and talk about these things like people are just so negative these days about housewives and it just drains you after watching it like I remember the episode of um Candace and Monique's fight it was just so the, it was hell being on twitter that, that at that time yeah. I, was, I, I wasn't defending myself all the time but I just even reading the tweets and reading how visceral people's reactions were it was it was a lot to thingy like I mean and I'm sure imagine being Candice and having it happen the first time to you like directly to you and then now we're rehashing it we're watching tv people are saying you deserved it and you know it's not it's not a good look you know what I mean so it is nice to now have Miami where it's like they're arguing over oh Lisa has Lisa sign the shade, Adriana's not. And it's just silly. And I think that's what's nice about Housewives. These women are very silly. Like yeah. you have a Birkin at home, you have all these blessings. Like you're so blessed beyond measure. Like 
you have so much going on for you but still you know you are you you have these complaints about life you have privilege you know but it's it, it, it's what's nice it's what's comforting actually that's the word I want to use it's comforting to have that in the real housewives I get you I I can agree <clears throat> you know you're you're raising some points I wanted to ask what you thought about um Marisol and Nicole's exchange um what did that's you- my that's my baby that's my baby um all right oh my soul that's that's the question <laughs> what did you like to know um i think nicole has really carved herself a place in the cast like there's no way she's not coming on next season unless obviously she decides this was too negative an experience but i think for the most part she looks like she enjoyed it she yeah. looks like you know it wasn't too hectic she was able to get the girls together she's like yeah I said it but you're not gonna come and tell me what I said I t- you're twisting what I said and you're trying to be messy and stir the pot but if it's different if like in the case of euphoria if you say I did something and then I say yeah I did it it's different from if I deny it if I say yeah I did it and I explain what happened mm-hmm. you kind of lose your momentum whereas if you say oh you did that shit and then I'm like no I didn't we cannot argue and you're like so why were you at so-and-so's place at three o'clock in the morning you know exactly whereas with Nicole Nicole is saying yeah I did say those things but you're twisting the context in which I said it I didn't know enough about Lhasa for some for example so it um it 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 really showed that Nicole is able to stick her ground and she's not gonna just because she's the newbie in the group she's not gonna let you talk to her all kinds of crazy she's like listen I have a mojito. I am very much secure in who I am and where I am. I think because of this seemingly, seemingly, seeming feud, they're probably going to make Marisol full time. Like, I don't get why she's not, honestly. It doesn't really make sense. Marisol will love her, hate her. Marisol is like, Marisol is there like a cast member. Like, she's riding with her girls. These are my girls. These are my friends. My friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But I think when I think about the cast, I think maybe they didn't want the majority of the cast to be, you know, veteran. They wanted to have fresh blood, fresh, a fresh take. So maybe it was just, they were like, okay, there's no way we can't have Alexia. Um, there's no way we can't. And they thought, mm, Lisa, like, you know, mm, Lassa, like if it was, imagine if it was Marisol full-time, Alexia full-time, nothing was ever going to, it was going to be like Robin and Giselle nothing would ever get resolved whereas having someone like lisa i've I've always insist you need a neutral a person who even if they aren't neutral in their dealings with everybody but can be neutral at the very least early as well yeah gertie gertie does not want any smoke gertie's interesting you want to know more about her life you know what she's got going on i think she she could come off as boring but i think there's more boring people so we're yeah. gonna get rid of them first. But at some point it's gonna be like Gurdy, mamas, it's time to <laughs> it's time to work for your check because TikTok, TikTok. What about you? What do you think of Mary Solvers, Nicole? Um I think we needed to see it because I think often in housewives dynamics, you know, OGs versus newbies, things just tend to go more so in the in the OGs favor. Um, even as viewers for the most part anyway, or maybe it's just obviously a bit like circumstantial, but like in in the past, it's been a lot easier for people to gravitate towards the OG because of, you know, having a cult following or you're more familiar with this person. 
you know. Um, in, think of Nini and Claudia. Like when I actually go back at the episodes, I'm like, <laughs> well, shame. But like as much as she also would have done some things, it's like Nini having the following that she has and the amount of fans that she has definitely would have worked in her favor a lot more compared to Claudia, who a lot of people didn't know who she was, even um, though like in the American space, people know who she is. She's been in music with her. She's done presented. She's done this. She's done this. But still a lot of people just didn't know who she was in terms of viewers. So it would have been a lot easier for a lot of people to side with Nini because there have been times that we were, you know, and we still were like, people writers would have like that's my babe and i'm gonna stick beside her even if we know that she's maybe not being sensible um but because you know you you've grown to like this person etc it's easy for that to be the case so for it to now be different where for the most part the more the majority of the people i've seen on bravo twitter have been saying nicole's an amazing newbie she's a lot of our favorite newbies ever because she she came up and she showed up and she also was so my main point is the fact that she's one of our favorite movies because she's not folding. And I think as much as we were, you know, agreeing that the producers clearly don't want an OG only cast, I don't think the OG cast seems to like that or take that on the chin. Um, if they do, it's kind of like, well, this is our territory and everyone else has to kind of just play in our world and this is our playground and we run this playground. But it doesn't make for the best viewing experience because it's not every day I want to see Alexia speaks and everyone just listens. It's not every day I just want to see the OGs have made this decision everyone has to follow. That's just not how it works. It's life, you know, in any field mm. of work, in any state of life. That's just what's going to happen. And I think that's what probably bothers me the most about Marisol is that she gives a lot of like willy vibes. Like it's me and my friend. I write for her. Everyone else has to follow. And then if everyone else follows following, it's based on who's, um, who's either, let me say, sucking up or not sucking up, who's not challenging them. Or for example, Kiki. Kiki doesn't suck up, but she doesn't challenge them. So she's not going to have a problem with her. She's not going to treat her or feel the need to constantly check her or remind her that, you know, you're a newbie or treat her in that way because she doesn't do anything that requires that. She's just here for a good time and to get along with everyone. Um, but even with the everyone else who follows, it's based off of what I've known last of the longest, then Lisa, then this person, then that person. Then I, re- I don't like when they say that about Lassa because Lassa was gone for how long? Like, don't, it doesn't make sense. Yes, they knew at that time, but if someone i know you and you in 2007 and then you leave and then you come back and then we're trying to build something i don't know you the thing is they it's not that she doesn't know that she's using it to back her argument and that's my mm-hmm. problem even adriana is honest enough to say last is gonna have to get to know us all it's annoying but that's the the reality of the situation and i don't actually think at the beginning of the season um marisol was like oh but we've known last for such a long time no you two were saying oh she went off and now she's back. You weren't saying, oh, that's my friend. That's why when she comes, I mean, when she's now saying to Nicole, I'm just looking out for my friends, it's disingenuous. You're only saying it because you have an issue with Nicole. And you see a lot of the bully tactics, in my opinion, when she's saying stuff like, um, <clears throat> pardon me, I grew up in this town. I know everyone. So she's trying to use that as a rebuttal. But it's like, baby saying, I didn't say that. You were not there. You've never heard me say this. But she's yeah. like, well, I know... Yeah. To your, to, to, to your, from my lips from to my ears. mouth to your ears. You were not there for you to say, ah, that day you said this and I was sat there next to you and I heard you for myself. Mm. It's not true. And even though she, it's the same when Lassa asked her in last episode, okay, so who did she say this to? Is, oh, I can't really remember. But 
She said it. It's but not she honest. But it's not honest. And um, even when you know Nicole is explaining for her side, Maris was saying, "Here's what I think. I just think you have a habit of da 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 da. So now you're basing it off of your personal feelings, not what actually happened. Or it's your feelings versus facts, and you feel like because that's how you feel, it should hold more water or more weight. And it's like you're being a bully." And I think we've, we've spoken about it even with Atlanta, like some of the things Kenya does, there comes a point it's like, oh, uh, uh-uh, like nowhere to draw the line, nowhere to stop because it's getting to that point where it's like, when you're coming on my screen, I now want to fast forward because I know you're about to be on some BS. Like, you know, draw the line somewhere. Um, and she doesn't like the fact that Nicole doesn't back down because when she was put in a corner, she ended up saying, um, well, at the end of the day, all of this you're saying is for someone who gives a fuck and I actually just don't. And it's like, you, 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 it's because you have nothing else to say. And now your solution is, I'm just going to walk away. And again, the same way we felt with Nicole that night when she didn't back down, same way I felt now, and if, if not more, because I'm like, one thing about this babe, She's not going to back down. She's not going to fold because you're here saying I grew up in this town. I know everyone. She's not going to. And I want one day, or whether it's the reunion or whatever, everyone to shine their eye that all of this, oh, I'm looking out for my friend. It only came when you had a problem. When Lhasa first came at that party, the energy wasn't, oh my gosh, friend, you're back. I mean, friend, friend, friend. That wasn't the energy you had. Um, second of all, you only told Lhasa when Nicole challenged you or your best friend, and then you had an issue with it. So don't don't sit and say, I look out for my friends, you don't. Or else you would have said it to her from the beginning. So yeah, that was my general feelings on Marisol and Nicole. But I, I agree, I don't think, as long as Nicole wants to, I think she's definitely earned her next mojito. Um, and if she carries on like this, I don't see any signs of her stopping. I even want to see it unfold when everyone is saying they didn't know she was engaged. Now she's engaged. She only did it because of the show. I want to see all that shit. I want to see it all. Yeah. I want to see it all. The only thing that I will say is a little bit annoying, but I think it's because of COVID, is how long in the last two years the trips last. Like, it lasted three episodes. But I also feel like when I also think about the episodes, it didn't feel like, it wasn't as bad as the... South Carolina Bolo trip that felt like it was forever and a day like it didn't stop um and I get obviously because of COVID maybe they have less material but um I just hope we get to a point again in life when the cast trips don't have to last so long because I don't know three episodes feels a bit like okay come on it's a bit much I can't lie mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a cute episode. There wasn't much going on, but you know, um, you know, I love Queen Lisa and just seeing her in her element. I hate this thing they've started doing of, oh, why is Lisa so late? It just gives me that they're bullying her a bit. Like, like, why are you always pointing it out? Like, she was there on time for her birthday dinner, and that was all. No, but that was actually so funny to me. I actually wouldn't remind me. How funny is it that the only time she's on time is to her party? What's wrong with that, guys? <laughs> you, what do you want her to do? To uh-huh. be late to her own birthday? I will say, um, 
when they bring it up, they don't need to go on and on and on about it. It could just maybe be said once, like, ah, but to Lisa, which I will say there is sometimes it's like, okay, babes, try your best, especially the day of the launch, but it's like, okay, everyone's already now taking the pictures or whatever, and you still weren't there. But I also feel like in mentioning it, you don't need to mention it for 10,000 years. Like, it doesn't need to become a whole conversation. And every chance you get, you're mentioning, well, if you had come on time, maybe you get the, like, shut up. If Lisa, up shut up. up. Like, oh, get on my last nerve. Um, overall, a good episode. Love to see it. Vintage Housewives. Um, but that I'm going to use as a segue into our newest show, um, which we're going to be covering for the rest of, well, it's the, we've seen the first episode for the rest of the season. Um, Real Housewives of New Jersey, or as I like to call them, the real house size of Teresa and M girls. And Teresa and M, for real. Because, <laughs> like, it's really the Teresa show. The whole time is just Teresa. Te- like, you know how it's Portia, 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 Portia. No, it's really Teresa, Teresa, Teresa. her name out their mouths. Literally, everyone was talking about, I mean, obviously, yes, I guess that video that came out of Louis, you know, it is the big, you know, season opener, like the thing they're all talking about. But it's just like, oh my gosh, guys, it's a really like, yeah, the video was weird. But if like I think someone pointed out they're like, oh, he was apologizing to another woman. It wasn't even an apology to Teresa. So why is it an issue? If you know, I don't know when his last girlfriend was, but I imagine at least two years ago, it's not this woman. Why are you acting like it's a current thing? Like you don't even know if he still goes to this thing. You just I think they just want to grasp on there being some sort of controversy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not really, you know, team him, but I'm not, I'm not against him. I don't know enough. I don't have enough information and I haven't seen enough information on Real Housewives Twitter as to why this, this, he's just eliciting this reaction from people. And I think something that's weird to me is when, and I see this amongst a lot of like, male to women relationships when it's like you want you want to put the shame on her for something he did that shit ain't got shit to do with her like granted fine she's with the man now and it's like okay your man did it stuff was like, before her guys it was before me like it would be different if he cheated on me now and then this is what happened and then the video came out and then whatever that's a completely different conversation this was before her so why are you going to her to ask her, her opinion on it what does it mean and fine it's weird but you especially for how long it seems to be lasting with being a thing oh did you see the video what do you think about the video oh i wonder if they're gonna come i mean given the video like huh this goes back to what's this selling sunset and christina and the baby shower oh were you invited to the baby shower i don't know i wasn't invited to the baby shower oh well she invited me but not Tarek. oh but i don't want to go to the baby shower i don't fuck with her yeah me neither so why did you talk about this daggone baby shower like you can't talk about this forever and i'm even watching this as um a first time watcher never watched new jersey and the one thing that stuck out to me is these people would not stop talking about Teresa and louis and her family like you said this might as well just be trace spinoff and that's it like everyone is in her world basically because same as with the drama with her brother and then all this other stuff the brother said about Louis. like it honestly for now might as well be her show honestly um I think even the reason why I 
well, you know, wanted us to cover it this season was because um, Teresa made a really good impression on Ultimate Girls Trip. She seemed like a girl's girl. And I was, and things she was saying about how people never defend her on her franchise. I'm like, oh, okay. I want to get into that. I want to see if that's the case. I mean, it hasn't been the case. You can see there's clearly two teams, Team Teresa and Team like Marge. I'm, I'm confused by the dynamic of who doesn't like Teresa, who doesn't seem to get along well with Teresa, especially because that other lady who seemed to have an issue with Teresa, she's like, I don't want to be on Teresa's bad side, but they're clearly not friends, but they're also not, she's not trying to rock the boat just yet. So um, it was exciting to see, you know, what these things that Teresa talks about that imagine your sister-in-law is on the same cast as you, but you feel like you're never defended. Like that is wild to me find it weird how and I know we spoke about this at the time of Ultimate Girls Trip how people are obviously very different on Ultimate Girls Trip um, compared to their franchises but it really stuck out to me how different Melissa is like compared to how she was on Girls Trip like here she's just been it's near enough anything Joe says she just kind of takes even if it's not really making the most sense it's just like sir and she's just like mm-hmm. whereas in Ultimate Girls Trip she was piping the hell up so seeing her in this, what is her everyday life dynamic, I'm like, this you? <laughs> it shocked me completely because that wasn't the energy she had when they were on that boat, when they were on that yacht. And now to see her like this, I'm like, I don't know what happened in past seasons, but I see why Teresa never really took to you. There's something that's just a little bit... Uh... Off about you that like you act one way, you know, around... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's, you know that's her but like you act one way around the girls and now all of a sudden it's yes yes my husband my man yeah (laughs) like it's just a little bit disconcerting because then you never really know which one is the real her like obviously the one in New Jersey that's like her everyday life but that doesn't mean it's the real her it still could possibly be that the lady we saw on Ultimate Girls Trip is the real Melissa Gorga. But um, um, further to what we were saying earlier, um, I'm excited that we're starting this up again because um, I, like I said, I stopped watching New Jersey around season four or five before like Dolores, Marge, like most of the people who are on the cast now um, came on. So it's interesting to kind of see what I've missed and, you know, what's going on with these women and you know how Melissa, Melissa was new or around season four or five. Melissa was still new. She came on season three. So it's just interesting to see how she's changed over the last few, you know, seasons that I didn't watch and how she is now. Cause I don't know, like you said, like there's something off about her or different. And I'm not sure if it's, you know, she's done it on purpose, you know, she's around her man. I'm thinking it's a situation kind of like Ken, like you know how Kenya, when Kenya was with. Mark, he should behave one way when he wasn't around. She was different. So I think it's probably one of those situations where, yeah, because your man is around, you have to behave. You can't be acting like a wild Pokemon. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see as the season develops, you know, do we see more of Ultimate Girls trip her? Because like she said, the experience changed her. Is Melissa going to change? Well, not change. She's going to show us more of that girl or is she gonna go back into being I don't know if it's a mean girl like Tracy on Twitter said she thinks they're pretty mean her um Jackie Margaret and Melissa I think she was saying 
this they have this mean girl aspect about them and yeah I could see it as well I get what she where she was coming from yeah I agree I could see it as well that and obviously like I keep saying I don't really know the previous dynamics but I definitely got that vibe from um Margaret Jackie and Melissa um it's funny how you mentioned you know the whole Ken thing because I mean Kenya and Melissa were doing our besties on ultimate girls trip so it's quite interesting that um they then also share that common behavior um but I just hope to see because even with Teresa I felt like she was a little bit different but I don't think with Teresa it's a negative different I think with this one she's just obviously we keep seeing her in her home setting so she's obviously going to be a little bit more relaxed but I want to see more of um you know the combined scenes and when they're all filming together and stuff like that because even judging by the way they were talking about the movie thing I can definitely see why she'd feel like she's not supported by her cast or they don't act like they have her best interests at heart because I just don't feel like people who did or who do would act like that um they spoke about this on Potomac how we all know how filming goes. You know how when you do certain storylines and narratives and stuff like that to show how it goes. And the fact that they would also keep feeding into this. And this is something that's from before her. And I mean, we're not dumb. We already know that it's going to question the... I don't want to say the validity, but like question whether, oh, so maybe he isn't good for her after all. Or maybe he isn't like he ain't shit or oh see there is something that he's you know like it just kind of puts her in a weird position and like it's a separate conversation you know it's not to say we're like team louis but i would see why she would feel like in terms of the cast she just doesn't feel supported or like they back her that they speak up for whatever because if anything it seems like they're doing the opposite right down to her own sister-in-law and i think it's quite weird that melissa then kind of wonders why Teresa treats her the way she does or Teresa would rather keep her distance. I'm, I'm like, it's odd. Why would you, why would you, like, what's confusing you? What's not clicking, Stephen? Um, even the scene where her brother was saying what he was saying about Louis, she was just like, yeah. I'm like, girl, what? I'm not saying come to her defense and like rah, 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 parade, but at the very least, then don't act surprised when you'd rather keep her distance from me because it's not that, it's not a confusing thing to understand. It's not confusing to see why she would do that. And it's sad because you can see how excited Teresa is to be with Louis, to move in with him. Like she really does love him. Even on, you'd call on, I don't know if you'd call, he'd send stuff. I think he'd send a letter every day, something like that. He'd do stuff for Teresa while she was away on Ultimate Girls Trip. And you were, it was like so sweet. You'd think that someone would be happy for you. But I think the first time, the first, at the first sign of there being controversy about this guy it seems like they just kind of jumped on the bandwagon and they're like "Ooh, he's not a good guy Teresa mm, we're telling you girl watch out girl it's like mm, I don't know mm, it doesn't sound right um but like I said I hope she's not making a mistake because you know people are coming you know at her about someone she loves that's that's you know that's dangerous territory let's just be real that's dangerous territory and if she now moves mad her reaction would be understandable it would be justified because it's like don't come after my fresh relationship like joe, her ex-husband joe um the girl's father he she was in jail because of him like 
because didn't they have their issues with tax like i think he committed tax fraud basically and then she ended up in jail and then because i think she was in jail i don't know if her mom passed away while she was in jail or just after she came out basically she lost time she could have spent with her mother before she died so i think which kind of justifies joe gorga's feelings where he's like he's angry because my sister's in jail she didn't get to say bye to her mother like that's justifiable you know what i mean like it may not be nice to hear but it's justifiable maybe he should keep his anger i mean it's a weird dynamic anyway because your sister has a new man you don't like the x-man you don't like the new man like it's the kids are by the x-man and now the kids are gonna you know stand up for their dad because that's their dad you know what i mean like no matter what you say you need to say this guy's a deadbeat that's my dad like don't talk crazy about my dad like at the end of the day i think joe's allowed i think what joe needs to learn is that he's allowed his opinions but now forcing them onto the kids or wanting the kids to have an active stance that's a bit that's where i draw the line personally and i agree it's like any dynamic in life um your feelings for the most part are very valid it's what you do with them that 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 matters i mean somebody can make me angry must i go and punch them in the face no it doesn't mean my feelings of anger aren't valid but um you know what i do with my feelings and stuff like that is what counts especially when it's going to affect other people that i'm going to claim i care about you may not like you know the kid's dad but to them that's their dad the same way for mo- most people not all people but for most people let me be the one to say my dad's a deadbeat don't come talking crazy to me about how yeah your dad's a deadbeat relax let me be the one to say hish this is about my sibling. Don't be the one to come and say, yeah, and then she, 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 or he, da, da, da. that's not your place to say that. Um, and so that's what I think he's maybe failing to see, but it could just still be like, you know how people are when they haven't healed from certain things. It's unfortunate because age isn't a determining factor of how people will deal with things. Um, but even going back to Trey, I also don't blame her for, like you said, you're coming after someone she loves. It's going to be, um, you know, a sensitive topic. But not only that, if it's also coming from, like, let's say this warning is coming from someone you didn't um, always get along with or somebody you didn't really, who didn't in the past show you that they care for you. How am I going to trust that you are being genuine in what what you're saying to me? You know, you're saying you want to come and warn me about this, about that. But if you haven't always been my friend or you haven't always been the best to me, can I trust that this is a genuine warning or you're just trying to get a messy moment or you're just trying to celebrate the fact that I could potentially be with someone who's not the greatest? You know, the intention behind it becomes very unclear. And so I don't blame her for feeling like, because if a girl was not checking for me, why, why would I then trust that you're coming to genuinely warn me because you care? You ain't never cared for me a day in your life. Why is today the day you're like, girl, watch out? Huh? And it's unfortunate because whether Louis is good or not, it's going to be difficult to hear that because it's the one person I really love with my everything. Like you said, we can see the excitement. We saw how excited she was just talking about him and how her face would light up when she was saying anything about him on girls trip. So she let that man. So depending from who it's coming from, it's going to be very difficult to take. But um, 
I'm obviously interested to see how the rest of the season's going to unfold. It's quite interesting watching like a completely new franchise, I will say. Without any prior information. Yeah, right? without any prior information. So that's how we went into Miami. We didn't what I was about it. to say is different to Miami in the sense that because they were away for so long, mm, the way they was... do stuff, it's like it, it's, they probably expected that they're going to bring new viewers. So we have to ease into it. We're not just going to pick up where we left off because it's been 10 years. You can't do that. Whereas with this one, you're picking up from a few months ago or a year ago. The expectation is just that you're up to speed. You knew you you were up. You had time. You know? So it's quite interesting having to gauge in that way because I'm not going to hold you guys. I'm going to go back and watch all of that. Probably not going to happen. No. I don't have the time. Um, I'm here trying to keep up with Miami, Euphoria, this, that. I ain't got time, sweetie. I ain't got time. Um. Don't you find it funny how there's this joke? I don't know if you saw on like the podcasts um Twitter, there's this joke about Dolores being black. Have you not seen that? I've seen them, but I wasn't quite entirely getting like where it was coming from. Like, has has she even the way Dolores is now? Has, is this just how she's always been? Honestly, you're asking the wrong person. I used to think maybe she tanned, but then even if you look at the throwback pictures of her she's dark like 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 she has a darkness to her but then her kids are white so i'm just like but is it maybe their dad or is it maybe that she's biracial and then you know we're recessive gene or whatever because she was giving me something a little mixed there's a little something in her blood there's a little like and it's so funny because i've always known about her like because obviously i watch um wendy williams i don't know if you did you watch her religiously um, no, not so, religiously, but just like every now and again, if I if it popped up onto my YouTube, then I might watch, but not religiously. When she spoke about the Real Housewives of New Jersey, I don't know if you know, she'd always say Black Dolores. Like that's she was one of the people who always also peddled the, the yeah. Dolores is Black, and it was just funny to think of, like even like I'll find you the clip. The um Dolores once went on the Wendy Williams show, and then they talked about, it and she's like, you know, I call you Black Dolores, like right, and they laughed about it, like. So it's what does Dolores say? Does Dolores say she's white? I just think she laughs at it. I yeah. don't think it she might be a Mariah Carey thing because you know how Mariah Carey apparently at the beginning of her career they used to market it as though she's a white lady. She's not. Yeah, she's not. But they used to market it as though she was. But she's not. Yeah, but she's not. And it's her sister who would come out and say that yes, yeah, like the other she was she black type of thing. But I don't know. Maybe it's that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah um she's she's a fun she's a fun cast member i like her a lot of people find her boring but i, I suspect she's gonna give me like a cynthia vibe like you know how people say she's not interesting but there's something about her like you you don't want to see her go just yet like maybe at some point you're gonna be like i see you have nothing to add to the show but i still think there's, there's we can still rinse a few storylines from her um what do you think about um i don't know if we're gonna do this for everybody but um what do you think about marge like i like from my first impressions from her because when i stopped watching it it was like season four or five mm-hmm. she hasn't on yet and from what a little i've seen i don't like her and her i don't know if it was a pigtail whatever she's just not fabulous like she's not just me. not for me um i agree i don't think she's just that fabulous um 
even there's just something about it that's off i'm like you don't seem like you're even all that nice like as a person she seemed um, very mean mean spirited yeah she seems very mean spirited and nasty and i think i mean you guys know me soft whatever you want to call me i just think these things end up making it like not the best experience and don't get me wrong there's sometimes where like you know you can watch something and the person probably isn't the nicest like a marlo or something but it's not every time i'm watching the show that i'm like mm. you know what i mean but when it comes to Marge, i'm just like you just really don't seem like you're all that nice like it definitely gives me mean vibes and i guess obviously because it's episode one I'm yet to see like a good moment where I'm like, okay, so maybe you have a redeemable quality or maybe you're not always like this. You know, this is not always the energy you're exuding. But for now, mm-mm. and you know what? I think just in general, this cost, maybe it's because I came into it biased. Not maybe. I definitely came into this biased. I think when I came into the show, I already had preconceived notions based off of what Teresa had explained on Ultimate Ghost Trip. So at the back of my mind, I was already like, oh, shame, like, poor her. These people are not the nicest. Um, They don't really defend her. She hasn't enjoyed a single season of filming on the show and has been on air for, like, 10 years or something like that. So I already thought that, oh, no, I, I don't think I'm going to feel these people because she's so nice. And to know that she hadn't enjoyed a single season, I already came into this, like... Okay, let me let me see the bitches messing with them with my babe. Let me let me see. So for now, in general, Dolores is fine for me. I'm not gonna lie. She's she's cute. She's fine. But um, I can't say so far. I particularly enjoy their vibe. But like I said, it's probably because I came into this expecting that oh, these women supposedly aren't that nice to Teresa. So I'm already like, hmm, vibe check failed. But um, I'm like I said, I'm yet to see. Um, I've always said um, what I might do is look for like season recaps and see if I can find something that will probably shed light so that I can understand the dynamics a little bit more. A little bit more, because I definitely think at this point I need it. I don't think if I just keep watching, I'll never fully get, you know, the dynamics and understand what's happening or what it means that these two had this moment or oh my gosh, who would have thought that they would now be here? I definitely need some sort of background. I think what's probably going to work best for you is just to let, let the show happen, let these little things happen. And then if you need the blanks filled in, you'll go back. Like you kind of said with Miami, don't, because I feel like it's going to just get in the way of what you're thinking now. Like it's, it's going to taint your opinions because you're going to be like, no, nah, but you did her dirty the first time. Nah, nah, nah. No, let, let, let the season happen now. And then um you'll go have you go have another look if you you know if you really feel like that about the show um there was that interesting little moment with um the friend what's her name tracy and how there's that rumor that you know she was having an affair with that man the black man i think they've never really had anyone black on the show like properly black not like black like Dolores but um they've never really had like a black person on the show so that was interesting even though people are just like yeah that man cheated on his wife like the way Bravo Twitter responded they're like I think they have his tea and they're like yeah we know about you (laughs) you cheated on your wife and you're acting like I was saying that I find it interesting that and I think I'll put it out before that I guess maybe it's because 
generally speaking, as black people, we tend not to put out like all our business out there, even if the purpose of the to be dramatic. But I keep finding that the more I'm obviously tapping into these more non-black dominated cast, there's so much drama. Like I think <laughs> take away Potomac and the time they thought like Monique and the what is the trainer. Yes, that was the thing. But for the most part, and maybe Michael Darby or whatever. Oh Lord, Michael, Dar- Michael Darby is a whole entire mess, please. But like, at least like the drama and stuff or the things being revealed has definitely been between the women. Even stuff about like, you know, Atlanta with chocolate. <clears throat> People didn't know the identity of the person. So, for you know, and even on, on, on Twitter, it to be very like, it's definite like damage on his wife. Um, that wasn't the case. So seeing this now, I was really like, this shit be juicy, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and as much as they're obviously trying to like act like that's not the case, it's like, girl. That's like we know we know your tea. We know what's up. And don't you find it crazy how like different to like the ones we normally watch, Potomac and Atlanta? They all have like all have like about 12 children. Like <gasps> they like those people make babies, okay? Like Jennifer has like I think five. Teresa has four. Like, is that are you guys okay? And it's like they in such like close proximity. Like it'll be like there's two years or there's a year or there's three years or there's two years or there's. Like you can't even tell. It's so close. You can't even tell who the oldest one is. Who's older or not? Especially with Teresa's kids, I was like I, I don't think I think maybe the one who has the blonde hair. You can clearly yeah. She's even the way she's the most defensive about her dad. The alpha. She 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 must be the oldest, but the other ones, I can't. You know who you know who she is. She's the one from Waking Up in the Morning. I was trying to think. I was like, that video the person had This one looks too young, considering how old that video is. So it makes sense that it's a blur. Waking Up in the Morning. Waking so many things. I just wish things would get better. She is so cute. She was really cute. Because and even how she grew up, I think there was a time where she wasn't on the show because I well maybe I don't watch the show either. But it just feels like she was young at some point and then she's now old. Period. Exactly. Um, in betweens weren't being shown. Um, but I, I I am quite interested to to learn more. I like I kept saying from last year, I definitely want to get more into the different you know franchises. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm gonna do that anyway because that's just how I am. <laughs> I'm, I gonna I'm gonna get you but after this beverly hills is coming there's so i don't think you're even ready like <laughs> married to, you're gonna watch married to medicine with me that just, one i've heard is really good i just need to make the time for it i think over this it makes sense to watch i was gonna say over the summer as opposed to the news <laughs> and you have all this time to yourself um no, whenever I can, I definitely try to watch a little show here and there or whatever. So I'm going to start doing that rather than always like maybe watching pointless YouTube videos. Obviously, sometimes it's fine, but where I can just start familiarizing myself because naturally, remember that time with Euphoria when you were saying like, I think it was the Oklahoma, the bottom scene, or when you finally watched the, the season and you had like um, context it made things funnier. And even though you thought you would have understood now that she had context, it was just, okay, now that I get it, this shit is funny. And I think it's the same thing. Like when I see certain memes or certain references, you can watch the clips or whatever, even like that fight. But if I understood properly the dynamics, 
um, the, who is it? The how, how about you have some bread or and calm down? Like, <laughs> why don't you have a piece of bread and maybe you'll calm down, huh? Yes, disgusting, you beast. <laughs> No, but that's what I mean. Like, if I, if I knew like the actual dynamics between the women and the relevance of this person said this to this, like even when you explain that, oh, at the time, the woman was being told that apparently had an eating disorder and stuff. If I was just watching that, I would have been like, why are you telling someone to have bread and like, you know, I wouldn't have. I would have been like, oh, are they like on a carb-free diet? Like, I just. But even then, it's funny. (laughs) Imagine, imagine, and one day you say something, and I'm just like, oh, have a piece of bread. Maybe you'll calm down. (laughs) Like, are you seeing my blood? Because it's like, are you seeing my blood sugar's low now? I'm, I'm not. I don't know how to act. I'm a little hungry. Have some food. Have you had some? You know, you're not you when you haven't had something to eat. It's just rude, just plain it's rude. Really rude. But yeah, that's one of my main reasons. Like, this is why um I'd love to get more context because I think if I had more context and then I actually started watching, because I think sometimes you just have to start. One thing that I'm really struggling to get into is Salt Lake City, but I'm gonna try again. But Which I need season? I are you starting season one or two? One, but I, I just could two. not get past watch watch two. So I should just skip one. You can go back to one if it really means that much to you. But watch two. Two. They actually are all deranged and they all hate each other. <laughs> they all hate each other. Yeah, when I was seeing all the stuff unfold on Salt Lake City Twitter, I was like, what's happening here? It's like, crazy. Jen, Jen Shah? Jennifer Shah. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I was like, okay, this is mad. Um, But back to the house in New Jersey, which is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say you're actually right. One thing about me, I'm a stand the villain, like um Jennifer and her evil ways. <laughs> I was just I was shut up. Marigold is here and she's talking, knowing that you really do be liking the villain. <laughs> she's so annoying. She writes um, the she, no, she's wrong. Mm. I've been telling you about Ma'am. Um, there's something happening here. Thank you. Um, yeah, and her and her nose job. I'm just a huge, huge, huge fan. I think she's really interesting. She keeps the girls on their toes. You never know what she's gonna say. Like, who just blurts out that you know it wasn't with the what did she say? The pharmaceutical rep was his assistant or whatever it was. She just blurted out. It's like that is just deranged behavior. Like, and I love that. You know, but it is a bit of you. Um, I I think though that as much as some of the people like their vibes are off, um, and they match or they blend or they mesh really well. And I think for me, that's a key thing. When I was watching Salt Lake City, it like, well, let me say season one. Maybe they haven't they hadn't found their feet yet. There was no balance. Like that cast wasn't giving me mesh. I get that they live in a really small community. So for the most part, everybody and their mama knew each other. But it wasn't giving like it, you know how we're always saying with certain franchises, it definitely gives that you're brought together by Bravo and it shows. It, that's the vibe I got from Salt Lake City. But from this one, I can definitely tell that 
you may not live in a small town city community but you guys genuinely are like you all know each other like before the show started filming a lot of you definitely knew each other or those that have ended up crossing paths it happened genuinely not just for the sake of the show or just for the sake of this franchise and that for me is makes me let me say more willing to keep watching because it doesn't feel like "Mm, this is a chore um but yeah that's how i'm feeling so far hopeful yeah i'm hopeful that you're gonna like get into it you know maybe we'll drop it like a hot potato like we did um ladies who live. <laughs> Ooh, I... <laughs> no i don't think that'll be the case with this one at all and this one i'm quite i think i'm just like i said just finding my feet but definitely still interested Okay, so we'll see. We'll see what happens as the season progresses. Um, it looks like we're in for a juicy, a juicier, you know, a juicier thing that's different. I mean, I don't even watch it myself, so it's different. I mean, it's kind of like Miami as well. I don't watch it myself. I'm watching it with you. I may know a few more dynamics or have a few more backstories, but I'm also, you know, seeing this play out live for myself as well. So we'll see where this takes us. I hear ya, but um. I don't know if you have anything else to add. That's it for me for Housewives of New Jersey. And that's it for me for this episode, episode 14. Rap. <laughs> um, Rap. As usual, please be sure to talk to us, communicate with us on our platforms. We are on Twitter and Instagram, Reality Check Pod. That's R E A L. Girl, they don't spell. Well, shit. Well, shit, then. If they don't know yeah. it by now, if they don't know it by now, then I don't know for them. Then I don't know. You know, if you don't know, now you know. Um, I mean, if, if you are a new listener, you'll find all the information in our bios and stuff. But talk to us. Please use the hashtag. It's about the same way as in both of our handles. Let us know what you thought of any of the episodes this week. Euphoria. Euphoria was episode four? Five? Five. Five. Um, Real Houses of New Jersey, episode one, season 13? 12. 12, okay. And Real Houses of Miami, season four, episode nine. Talk to us, let us know what you think. Um, I've been Nesu. I've been Leo. And we are. Next week, we're out.